Technical difficulties, huh? More? <laughs> What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Shock Socks, PMP Sprockets, and Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. I'm your host, Mark Poole, with me here in studio, as always. Oh, our weird dude over there on the computer, DJ TJ Smith. What's up, man? And I um, I think this is probably my favorite music video ever now. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I can't see it. What's up with that? Yeah, don't bogart the video, dude. It's, What's it's up? It's really good. This chick. Do geez. I sound funny today? Exa- you always sound funny. Not, not, yeah, not, not funnier than normal. I'm talking about abnormal funny. No, no. Alrighty, number three on the list. Number one in our hearts, Jamie Darkside Guido. What's up, Jamie? So excited for tonight. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a good one. Guys, joining us this evening, five-time Arena Cross champ, Mr. Dennis Hawthorne. I can't yeah. wait to talk to Dennis. He's a cool dude. Yeah, Texas legend. Y'all got to hang out with him. Got to yeah, hang a little out bit. with Mr. Hawthorne. Yep. And uh, after him, wow, big, this is big time for us, I feel like. This is like our, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? I him called him our it? goat. Our goat, yeah. yeah. Pulp of Mexico, Steve Mathis will join us tonight. I don't know. He, uh, he must feel sorry for us, DJ. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I put it in like the press release uh, as a, um, as what is it, uh, Motocross podcast royalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, I, I really feel like we owe Travis Marks some uh, some thanks for this. Yeah, he he does listen, and he put it the bug in uh, Mathis's ear. You know, I'd asked Mathis to come on, and he he told me, you know, probably I'll pass. I'm pretty busy, and then Marks talked to him, and he emailed me back a few days later and said, "Man, I'll do it anytime you want." Oh yeah. man, my, hey Travis Marks, so we love you, dude. Yeah. So like when they were going for the the host, I mean, what's it called, the producer there, and everybody's voting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't really talent the talent, and I just thought it would be cool if they did like howling at talent instead of tweeting at <laughs> tweet at Travis, tweet at Travis. <laughs> and so that's dude. I was so wrong. That yeah. dude is amazing. Like no, like, Matt he just is. could not have got a better yeah, dude. Yeah, he's like, the best one yet. For I don't sure. know if the other guy knew all the technical stuff. But uh, he didn't, from what I understand. Building websites. And yeah. Stuff. Well, yeah, you know, just, last night you guys don't know because I do the message board yeah. while they're live a lot of times, and the the Pulp MX show site is down. Yeah, had some malware issues. 20 minutes before showtime last night, Marks wrote code and made up a message board so people wow. could do it. And, of course, everybody's bitching. Why is it different? Yeah. Well, there's always going to be people yeah, bitching, just, it seems but like. Marks is a, so I'm not a very good producer. Enjoy guy. the free content, <laughs> no. people, by all means. If, you know? if we have any technical issues... Yeah, we're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why everybody asks if we're live. Can we call in? It's like, uh, nope. Yeah. Well, my, uh, 
Steve has a, a real professional over there in the corner doing his producing. Our guy in the corner is just an idiot. You know? <laughs> just like <laughs> us. He's just an idiot I'm just okay like us. I'm uh, totally okay with that, yeah. But, no, you do a yeah. good job, buddy. You do a way better job than I could do. I oh, absolutely. We would never get on the air if it were me. But, uh, man, Detroit Supercross. We have got us a 450 series, guys. Woo! I'm digging it. I think Tomac's going to do it. I, I do, too. I really do. Yeah, what do you think, oh. TJ? Uh, yeah, Thomas I, John or whatever your I'm, name I'm is. I'm gonna waffle here. I, I I don't know because all he has to do is catch a little bit of well, fire. Fix none of much. us know. Well, I know. I'm no, like, we want to know what you think, not what you know. We know you don't know much. Yeah, what's your opinion? What's your gut tell you? I don't have an opinion. Okay. I don't. I, I mean, I'm kind waffler. of. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not, it's not even that. I'm super bored with the super with, with the 450 class. How? Oh my god. How are you bored with it? Because it's were you, you were you excited last year when Dungey just decimated everybody? No. no. This is what we want. We've got a race to the fin- I know Tom Max. It's like going to come down to the no, finals. No, we have a points chase. We don't have a race. Oh, oh god. Dude, there, there, okay. See, he he told me when I got here, <laughs> okay, he fell bro. asleep in the four fifty main. So I guess he didn't. Did you not see the Dungey Millsaps battle for like five laps? No, that was eighteen laps or something. I, it was I, a long. I saw too. that, and so the whole time I'm like, "What's wrong with Dungey? He should." I mean, don't get me wrong. Millsaps is good. Mm-hmm. Sure, but. Yeah. Now, if this was Millsaps in 13, I would expect a fight like that. I haven't yeah. seen that out of Davey this year. Yeah, and props to him. What a great ride. I mean, yeah, he, great. at the end of the day, I think he, he shot his wide doing that because then Baggett got him if, after well, that. If Tomac wins, in my opinion, it's going to be because Dungey fell apart. That's what happens, though. That's but, racing. But yeah. did he yeah. fall apart because Tomac is just so much better? Because I, I don't. I have to go back to the uh, Dallas Supercross incident with Tomac. We would already be, he oh, would yeah. already be in the points yeah, yeah. for that. That's a good point. You know what I mean? So, the two fifties, though. That's what. Oh, uh, my great God. battle for sure. Dude, I, was I wonder who's going who's to fight next. Is what I want to know. They all just <laughs> set them dudes out in the octagon in the middle of the track and let them beat the hell out Did of you. Did you see other. Martin land and then like, basically uh, forehead kick himself? Mm. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that was a bad deal. I don't think Christian Craig did that on purpose. Oh, no. I just not a chance. You know how it goes, man. Somebody gets in your way, it tends to piss you off a little bit. I mean. He was just going to bump him, and well, it turned into a whole other issue. And they, yeah. made it, they made an example out of him. I hate that for Christian, but well, I actually know. think it was not a bad thing. It's saying, "Hey, guy, what you did wasn't good. You need to think about what's going to happen." They needed to punish him, but so the that, rest of you idiots be on notice. This is what's going to happen exactly. Next time you do so, that, I, and so. I've heard a lot of guys that were getting down on the AMA for not being consistent. What he did wasn't so bad that they needed to do anything more than hey you get last, last gate pick sorry for yeah. your luck yeah. i'm glad the ama is consistent with how with with the, with the punishments handed down to people you know i mean i wouldn't know what to do if, if we didn't have something in place there that was just always objective you know right I don't know, but, but what uh, would you have wanted them to do because the, the last time well, that i mean we had what it, they did was fine what i'm saying is do that every time you know don't let it boil over till something like this happens then you have to make an example out of yeah somebody, oh you know? yeah but I mean, that's it is what it is. I mean, we got part time officials up there doing that. What do you expect? Yeah, you made a uh, mention of Millsaps mm-hmm. running out of steam or whatever a little while ago, and I was listening to the uh, post race stuff on that Mathis does. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, one of the sections he almost endowed like severely. <laughs> he said that it was like he does not know how he saved it, it and that took deal. everything out of him. Ooh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it did. That's so, I forgot about that. You're right. I yeah. heard that. I forgot about that. I'm sure it did. I'd take it out of anybody, you yeah. know? I takes mean, it out of me when I'm sitting on the couch. But, yeah, ooh. I watched it and I was tired. I may have yeah. actually fell asleep because I actually got to ride this weekend. Oh, lucky. Yeah, let's talk oh, about yeah, that you a little two bit. did, yeah. Yes, we did. Wow. Yeah, I never thought I'd have that much fun at that track. It's I really so did. much fun. And it, dude, it turned into a full-on sand track. I did not know that you track had that. that much sand yeah. in it. 
It really was just a sand track the whole day. It so looked we were like at, a, a mini Southwick, really. Seriously, did. <laughs> yeah, you know? We were at, um, what's it called, Badlands. I announced the race there and then drove to Buff- uh, to uh, Burleson and slept in the van, got up in the morning. Dude, it was like perfect moto weather. Yeah. It could not have been better. He stayed in the van. I went to my uncle's in North Richland Hills, which is 30 <laughs> minutes away, and slept on his big old couch. Yeah, it was so, awesome. And he wanted me to snuggle with him on the couch, so I picked the van. Yeah, I believe yeah, that. Well, but <laughs> anyways, you know, Burleson was awesome. That you were going to come amazing. with it if you were going to be there. You, <laughs> had to, you had to earn your keep. <laughs> I ordered a new throttle cable, by the way. Yeah, you needed yes, one. I needed one. I got one. Motion Pro. It's Heck a good yeah. one, too. Yeah. Yeah, Moving man. up in the world. Absolutely. I'm getting all kinds of parts for this two-stroke. My fat ass riding a 125. <laughs> I get, I'm get. i fine when I get on the track. It's yes. getting off the damn gate. Yeah, your, right. your start was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Is it, oh, I wheelied <laughs> off the second one, didn't I? Yeah. It's because I started in first gear, and I had it just wrung out, you know, and it just went. But once I got on the track, I was good, you know? Yeah. I felt like okay anyways. I mean, as good as you can be. Right. So, anyways, but, we had fun. And cool. I, I highly recommend about. any of you local guys Dude, go to Burleson. You, I don't care if it doesn't have any jumps. It's, it's yeah, the funnest you, track I've ever ridden without jumps. It's you, seriously, you got to go to Burleson at least once a year. I think. Yes. Yeah, I'm going next time they race. Yeah. Seriously, I'm going to skip the Moto Masters this weekend. Oh, are you? Yeah, I hate to. I got points, but oh well. Well, you got what do you call it? You get in the I'm gate for ten bucks. You get to race one class for twenty, and your second class is ten. Right, right. You Shoot, know? I didn't yeah, even know they were, they were collecting money at the gate. Yeah, well, sometimes I got there early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we used bad. to come in like on Friday, Saturday night, and yeah, it would just be open. You just come in and park, and yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. I uh, now the Moto Masters deal, dude. I, I hate to do, but. Oak Hill on a 125, 200 pounds, nah. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going not, to spectate. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Oh. So if I find a 250 sell? to ride, I might do it. But. You're going to go sell product? Yeah, I'm going to sell X brand uh, since I'm a vendor now, and that's about it because I'm out for the series, I think. It, yeah, guys, if, you, if you're if you in the East Texas area and you need a, a good – if you want a really premium, awesome set of goggles, by the way, I wore mine the first time. Yeah. Those, that new set I got. Yeah. Oh, you like them? The new nose piece thing, whatever that is, that goggle is amazing. Yeah. Cool. Seriously good. And it got put to the test, too. I had to he ate pull roost. Wa- Oh, I ate roost he all ate weekend. Roost. I had to oh, his, every crevice on that thing had stuck with sand. But. He worked his way. He had, I mean, a horrible start. Like bad start, and then what you wind up? I got sixth overall. Sixth I overall, think, yeah. And there was a there was a stack. I mean, was, I was racing four fifties. Yeah, against, oh awesome. Yeah, because they put everybody together. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, is. yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. He did really good. So better uh, than TJ, I would have Somehow I'm sorry I this out, but I did not think TJ was going to be anywhere near placing third overall. I got, he was riding around like he didn't even care. Was there only two riders? <laughs> no, there's seven. <laughs> oh, okay. I got second the first, the second moto. Good for you, man. Yeah, you got a good start second moto. Yeah. He was up yeah. there and he yeah, stayed I, there. I went into the first corner and one of the guys messed up in front of me and I just pur- purposely slipped my bike sideways and just brake and everybody behind me is like... That berm in the back, the big bowl thing or whatever, yeah. it, it got real, real G'd out the first so I would cut in on it from that part, yeah. spar- from that part, and then kind of flat track a little bit and hit the <laughs> other side of it and just pin it. And that one twenty five, you know, all the way around it was so fun. That, dude, I did that track would laugh. be so much fun if you had a class of like fifteen one twenty five. Oh, yeah. I know. I wish yeah. they would do that. We can get a bunch of one twenty fives out there, and that'd be fun. But uh, anyways, uh, about another minute or so, we're going to come up with Mr. Dennis Hawthorne. If you want to go ahead and start the process of connecting him and. Uh, We'll give him a five-time Arena Cross champ, Dennis Hawthorne. I believe he works for Kawasaki now, does he not? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. He, he, uh, he's been with him for a long time. Well, I, uh, he was, he's a really, really nice, cool guy. I got to meet him at Johnsonville a few weeks back. Yep. And uh, just an awesome, awesome dude. And was a heck of a rider in his own right, too. You get to hang out with him, and then he cool guy you? He cool guy me, but we're cool now. I don't care. 
So like, it's hard for me not to be a fan of that dude. But uh, Shock Socks, PMP Sprockets, Broadway Power Sports guys, get you some. Yeah, we're giving away. Hello, it's Dennis. Dennis Hawthorne. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We are well. I've got Mr. Jamie Guida and TJ Smith sitting here with me here in studio. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. Hey. Well, hello. Glad to talk <laughs> to you, guys. Mr. Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah, man. We're uh, we're honored and privileged to have you on as a Texas legend. Texas legend. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And uh, glad to be on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what you up? What you up to today, Dennis? I am. Uh, uh, weathering the storms, it seems, uh, you know, when, when spring in Oklahoma, you never know what to expect. Although I see you guys got some hell last week. We did. Yeah, we yeah. Did. Not out our way so much, I don't think, but the I guess the Dallas area got a little bit. And the JS, oh, yeah. the JS7 never, race got about like two inches of rain at the JS7 race. Oh, yep. wow. Yeah. Yeah, we, we never know what the sky is going to dump on us in the spring, that's for sure. That's 100% true. Y'all hadn't seen any twisters yet this year, have you? Well, uh, luckily not. Well, I take that back. They did spot one small one. Oh wow! Uh, but it, it wasn't on the ground long enough to do anything. Oh man, well that's always good. Those things, those things is uh, they scare me. I don't know what else to say. They just <laughs> yeah. they scare me. So. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're unnerving, no doubt about it. Yes, we we uh, got us a scaredy hole put in our yard uh, after that big one we had uh, a couple years ago. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that was a bad yeah. deal right there. So Dennis, are you currently still working for Kawasaki? Uh, that's right. I'm a district manager. I cover all of Oklahoma. Uh, two-thirds of Kansas, some western counties in Arkansas, and the Panhandle of Texas. So you, awesome. You've been doing that for, what, 15 years or so? Uh, as a district manager, yes, since 2000, or since 1999. Yeah, wow. Very yeah. good. Now, Dennis, did you always ride Kawasaki's racing? Well, um, not always, but it almost seems that way. <laughs> as old as I am now, it seems like an eternity. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that. I mean, uh, 1984 is when I first started riding Kawasaki. And 96 is when I hired on with the company. So I rode them from 84 to 96. Oh, awesome. 96, 96, I hired as a Team Green Field technician uh, based out of Dallas, and uh, which uh, is an uh, interesting story in itself there. Well, how did you get – I'm looking at the, the results from Racer X's vault, and it shows you uh, on a Husky before that in 83 – and then you went to Kawasaki, and you were there pretty much a major part of your career. What got you wow, on? Wow, now the only thing I remember doing in 83 on that daggum Husky was the Whitney National. I actually scored points at the Whitney National in 83. Yep, that's what it says. You, uh, wow. You got 23rd overall, it says. On, in the 500s or in the Yes, sir, on the 500s. 500s, yeah. They did. I remember trying it one year, the year before. I rode Husqvarna's in 82 and 83, and, and – uh, uh, I let I let them slick talking DM that Husky had at the time uh, weasel me into riding those things, and that they were on the verge of being obsolete then. <laughs> right. Uh, and and because you know the 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 all, all the Japanese brands would, would uh, were much faster, and they were going liquid cooled, and, and the suspension was better, and all that. Uh, but it, anyway, I, I rode in vain trying to make the the 500 was on equal playing field though because the uh, the you know it handled great uh, and the horsepower was you couldn't use it all anyway basically right uh, so so the 500 kind of even it feels although uh, I remember uh, the Whitney Nationals were always hot and, and uh, brutal and uh, <laughs> anyway yeah that that, that that does go back a while 83 I rode Husqvarna's and then in the fall of that year um, uh, Roger Hagen was helping a young his stepson Scott Davis uh, had actually had a heart condition and and passed and but prior to that when roger was at the races he would come up to me and when i was on the line on that daggum husky 
and kept telling me, you got to get off those huckies, you're too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Roger was, he went by Sarge. I don't know if anybody remembers him back then. But anyway, he was, he was, he was a good guy. He helped me. When, he, he actually let me ride his Yamahas. Our first race that Roger and I did together was in September at uh, Burns Park over in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, and uh, every Labor Day, they would run a they would run a, a, a Somerset race uh, the, in conjunction with city activities. And the city owned Burns Park, and they had a motocross track in it. Right. And and uh, so we, I did that in '83 with Roger, and Roger helped me through that year. And actually, and then in March of that year, I I was riding the old March of '84 rather. I was riding '83 stuff at the GNC finals, and then I hooked up with uh, Dick McCarthy was hip, helping a kid named Wendell Trigg. Uh, at, at the time, yeah. and uh, he wasn't satisfied with one of those results, and he seen me riding the dinosaurs, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, his, and I went to his house and we worked out a deal, and he had paid my entries and all that, and had given him forty uh, percent uh, of the forty percent of the purse basically, and he would, but he would cover everything, and oh wow, and it, it, what are, what I give him forty percent of my winnings, and the and he wanted me to do all the amateur national stuff, and my focus was I was wanting to ride the pro stuff, but uh, that I wanted. GNC Texas Series that year, the first year that I started riding Cowies with Dick and and Dick McCarthy, he owned uh, Auto Europe Leasing there out of Irving. But Dick has since passed. Uh, but he was tremendous. He, he the, I'm sorry, I'm spewing on here. No, go uh, ahead. We're enjoying it. Me, That's what we want to hear. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about Dick McCarthy Absolutely. and his brother Charles McCarthy. Um, if it weren't for those two guys, um, you wouldn't see. I wouldn't have logged the results I logged, and Trampus Parker wouldn't have logged the results he logged. Oh, wow. Charles helped Trampus. Charles was based out of Houston. He helped Chad. I, I've always referred to him as Chad because right. since he was a punk kid. <laughs> and and, and, uh, and um, anyway, so so through that, uh, Chad and I, so, um, all right, so so uh, those two guys were very instrumental in getting us our, uh, what we got in our in our careers, basically. And, and um, then... Um, 80, so I won the GNC Texas Series that year. And then that fall, in the, the into the winter, uh, the arena cross. Mike Kidd started his arena cross series yeah. over in uh, Fort Worth, and um, I, you know, I started uh, winning that. And then that uh, that parlayed into a team green ride. So '85 was my first year as a team green ride. And so uh, it, the vault shows that '83 stuff, but I don't think I did anything after that, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, the next thing on here is uh, Gator back in '85. You got a twentieth and two fifty. And, All right, and uh, said, so, and then again in '86, you were at Gatorback, you got 16th, which that's some pretty impressive rides. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was, uh, yeah, like I said, when when I had when on '85, 80, I was pretty much on my own, and uh, um, the uh, <clears throat> I met up with Jack Yost later in '85, and then in '86, Cowie posted up some good contingency money to ride the Nationals. Right there, you go. And then you can see at '86, I probably scored more points through at other events in '86, and and uh, I scored enough points to be national number 35 for '87. I know that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, and so that's so uh, the '86 awesome. the '86 contingency from Cowie was good. So I I was uh, with the help of Sammy White at Kawasaki City and you know, uh, Darcy Brazel and his gal D. They own Texas Concrete. He would. I would do concrete work during the week for him, and they'd help me get to the nationals. And uh, anyway, it was uh, it was, was good old good, times for sure. Man. I bet that was some and, good uh, training. Concrete yeah, in, work. In Texas, in this Texas summer is darn right. It is. Yeah, yeah no it, doubt. I don't even like going in, uh, outside in the summer. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a California yeah. boy originally, so when I moved here, I thought I was going to die we, with the humidity. We still love him, anyways, though. You know. <laughs> 
But Mark, what's your what's your last name, Mark? Pool. Sorry about that. I should have told you that. I think I was a little starstruck. Were, were you with you and Jamie together at at? Uh, I was. That, um, we were. What we were. I was the guy that asked Johnson to take Bill. a selfie with you. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the T, at the TVRC race, you yeah. guys. That, that, you're, you're, you were the guy with Jamie then. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I'm glad. Right. Hey, that's that cool. Was a, that remembers. was a cool track out there. Yes, it is. That we. I. Uh, that track just keeps getting better and better over the years. They. They. Cole and April did a real good job with it. So we yeah, were they, walking they're, they're around. Look, we were walking. Around, yeah, they are. We were walking around looking for you and passed you in the process and did not realize it was you. Didn't recognize you with the facial hair. And uh, so well, we, it's we, probably just not the facial hair, but it, but it's probably had to do with the extra extra uh, uh, weight on my carcass too. That doesn't help matters any either. <laughs> yeah, that, that that tends to accumulate as you get older. I've actually, I've started that process myself. So uh, yeah, it's it's kind of funny that the old guy on uh, on Fixer Upper calls it a dad bod. I've had a dad bod for several years now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, but no, we were pumped. We were pumped. We were standing right in front of you, still looking for <laughs> yeah. you, by the way. And somebody pointed, no, that's him right there in front of you, five well, yeah. feet away from us. <laughs> yeah, it was Charlene. Yeah, that, that, was, that was cool. Oh, that, that, was, that event was cool. Like, I, I wish I could have stayed and, and rode that old uh, KX of Moses, but uh, it, it developed a gremlin. And uh, right. I, I, got a, I got a grandson over in Plano, so I, that was uh, just as well. So I hightailed it out of there and went and hung out with that little guy. I there you go. You. I don't blame you there. It's hard to pass up. Yes, it is. So yeah. going back and uh, looking at a little of your history, it looks like you first started racing in uh, 75. Is that right? With the XR? Did I get too close? No, sir. Oh, I got a camera back there. I don't think it touched it, did it? Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, all good. Lot. I'm in a parking lot in my car. I thought this oh, okay. boy was... Uh, I, I, he was looking at me. I thought he bumped me for one. That's why I, <laughs> I thought I got too close. <laughs> Well, I was uh, I was asking about your uh, first first racing, the first races you did. I guess were in about 1975, and you had an XR 75. Yeah, that, that uh, you know, uh, I grew up in Louisville, Texas. I know you guys being out. You're are all you guys not in East Texas? Yes, yes, sir. yes, yes. All right. Well, Louisville is north of Dallas, about 24 miles, mm -hmm. and I grew up right there on uh, uh, Main Street, which is Highway 1171, and and it was not close. It was very close to 35, but there was a a pasture behind us and, and uh, open ride everywhere in Louisville there. And um, what was uh, cool, the neighbors all had bikes. So naturally we got them. And, uh, and David Coxie, uh, his, his son, Billy Don Coxie, uh, it just became a dad actually this week, and which is uh, they're, they're in the Dallas Metro. And, and uh, anyway, David was, uh, got us involved with racing uh, because he had, oh, it was cool. He worked at Huffines Body Shop. He was a uh, paint, paint and body man at Huffines. Chevrolet there in Louisville, and right. he had his his CR was a Marty Smith replica. He painted it all red, and it looked like Marty. He was, you know, Marty Smith was the hero in the mid sure. Yeah, Marty was the man back then. It, yeah, and and, uh, and, and uh, so anyway, so uh, David had his bike all uh, Marty Smith replica and stuff. And he, anyway, he got us involved with with racing there. And uh, XR seventy five was my first race there, and uh, I got a picture of me. And, and I got on some red denim britches, some lace-up <laughs> boots, and a, my football jersey. And oh. at them, Gibson used to be a supermarket there in, in Louisville. And I had a Gibson's helmet on, open-face helmet with a flat visor and a, and a mural of a guy riding in a desert painted on that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's cla that sounds like a classic uh, That's, 70s that sounds like my, That sounds like my first helmet, too. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, yeah some, like super it. times back then, too. And for hell, sure. You could get a new RM125 for like 700 bucks. I think. <laughs> right. Well, I miss those days. But, uh, 
So what? So yeah. give me some. Uh, if you have any stories, like give me some of your favorite experiences racing in Texas or you know hitting the nationals. Do you have a, any particular races that stand out? Well, I mean, you know, there, there's uh, always uh, the ones for you. Uh, a lot of good results and stuff uh, seem to seem to be the primary. Um, remembrance of them but i've been all across this, this uh, great nation of ours uh, racing which was uh, good and i had the luxury of traveling to new zealand and australia and um that the the how the australia new zealand deal came about was uh, uh when when the arena cross mike kid started doing the arena crosses at, in uh, the cow palace out in san francisco uh th- then then uh, that's uh the promoter for the australian supercross series was there and I and I dominated. I won everything. Won all the heat races. Won the cash dashes. Won the main events. And that that was in '89. And I think '89 was was my best uh, year. And and uh, so I'll, I'll I'll just throw out some stuff out there if, that sticks out in my mind from '89, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So so uh, the, so that was in this in the early '89. So I, I uh, went to uh, Australia. You know, is just the opposite of us. Like we're uh, entering spring here. They're entering fall there. Right. Uh, so, so naturally, when when it was summer here, I'd go there and ride their Supercrosses, which were the Melbourne I rode, uh, race in the Mel Melbourne Tennis Center, and okay. in Adelaide, and I think I actually went to Canberra was the, is the capital of uh, Australia, yep. and uh, raced there too. And Adelaide is down in South Australia, and then uh, New Zealand I raced in Christchurch, and uh, that that was a great experience. And uh, that was the early nineties, ninety ninety one, and then ninety two was my last year to go there, and then. Uh, um, 93 was the year that I uh, was, uh, you know, hell, I'm just, I'm, I'm going way off track. <laughs> no, it's here, fine. Keep, 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 you fit in good with was, us, Dennis. was pretty Trust much me. the end of my pro, uh, my pro career because in February 93, I landed on the hay bale at the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis and busted both of my feet. Ooh. And it, it took so many months to recover from that and just never really got back to where uh, I was 30 years old, too, when that happened, and I just really not got back to where I needed to be to be competitive, and so 95 was the, the end of it. But let's, let's go back to 89, the glory days. <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, in, in 89, um, uh, like I say, I, I, uh, the Cow Palace was a good, a good bit for me. I won, the, I won the Arena Cross Championship Series for the fourth consecutive year that time, that year. And, and uh, um, well... I rode the nationals that year too, and you it may the vault may show you too that I finished fifth overall at Axton, Virginia. Yes, and, yeah, I saw that. And, and then and then uh, at the end of the you know and that's when half the season was two fifties and the second half was five hundreds. Mm-hmm. And 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 so uh, um, the first half on the two fifties I finished tenth overall in the championship series, which uh, I was quite proud of. Sure. And then uh, Mark Mark Johnson and uh, uh, was the uh, guy in charge at. at uh, Kawasaki at Team Green at the time, and uh, yeah, he's so still I, around. You know, I, I was I was feeling all proud of myself, and I call it I call it Mark. Say, Mark, I got tenth overall in this national championship series, and the you know, and won the GNC finals, and the and won the GNC finals that year at Lake Whitney. That was always a big deal. It Kawasaki would every every manufacturer pretty much would bring in their young guns and and uh, see if they could win Whitney. Right, and I and I was always there, making sure they didn't. But <laughs> most of the time, a lot of some of the times they did, some of the times they didn't. Right. Uh, so right. It, it was uh, anyway. That was pretty cool. But but uh, I was. It was so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really trying to throw Mark under the bus, but what he he's. Is is it okay to cuss on this site? Yeah, sure. Okay, so so he he Mark 
Mark says to me, I don't give a fuck if you ever write another national again. We got <laughs> wow. Ward and Machine for that. He says, all I care about you doing the stuff in Texas and, and, the, and the regional stuff you do. Oh, and man. Then it's like, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Like, holy man. shit. I go through all that effort and this guy don't give a shit. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mark. <laughs> what a down, that's a downer. Yeah. 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 And, and so, but, you know, what, what made it chasing the nationals worthwhile 86 Cowie had great contingency 87 it was good contingency 87 actually i had some good results i, I got sixth overall uh was it sixth yes i was eighth overall mm-hmm. how the hell i don't remember what was it finish overall in the 500 national championships in 87 i actually eighth, don't I believe. yeah i don't have the overall it, it should have it's six okay it should have been six okay uh at, at three at millville this is one of those uh down the road stories too at millville um it was uh it was one of the final rounds of the 500s, I think. But Ward got the whole shot, and I started second. And, and uh, when I went into those whoops, I go, I'll pass this short bastard through these whoops <laughs> right here, lead, come out of here leading it. Oh, man. You ever catch a dog shitting on your floor and pick him up by the scruff and throw him out in the yard yeah. and he lands backwards? <laughs> well, apparently, I've done that one too many times, so the karma got to me. So that's how I landed Uh-oh. in the whoops, flying backwards. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, busted my ass. And then here comes the whole pack by me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and instead of uh, finishing in the top 10, uh, which I'd uh, done pretty good that year in 87, doing that yeah. in the 500 Nationals, uh, I finished, uh, I got single digit points instead of double digit points. And then, so I dropped wow. from six to eight. Holly was six. Uh, uh, Holly and Ward tied for six with 130 points, and I wow. was eight with 134 points. That's still pretty impressive. So, so, so that dumbass move of uh, <laughs> trying to pass him in the whoops instead of just following him and letting him pull me away from the pack. Uh, but, you know, hindsight's perfect. By the time you of get course. And, and, of course, too, I think I only flew to uh, one race, and that was in 89 when I was doing endurance testing with Kawasaki. Uh, we it Obviously, uh, Axton, it was the... It started at Hangtown round round two was in uh, Axton, Virginia, David Bailey's track, and so uh, we went to uh, Prairie Valley OHV Park up there in Sacramento and did an endurance testing on the bikes that year. That uh, we had uh, the riders that were with us and doing endurance testing. It was shit, man. Uh, Mike Kudrowski, Jeremy McGrath, uh, Talon and Tyson Ballin, and uh, Donnie Schmidt even. And so we, there, there was uh, a great talent doing endurance testing. And uh, I, I did pretty decent at Hangtown. I fell in the first turn, got up, and come back to 12th, I think, in one of the motos. And then okay. uh, then at Ax- Axton, I, I um, got, had my best finish. I got fifth overall there. That, uh, and I, they flew me to that one. Jack, Big Jack Yost drove, my, yeah. uh, drove the van over there. And, uh, uh, the, um, but I got... Uh, Six five for fifth overall. Hell, I ran third for most of that moto, and I think Tishner and Dubot got me with uh, two to go. And I was just, I was just content with getting a top five result instead of trying to push it to get nothing and stay ahead of those guys. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty amazing that you know you that I mean you had a lot of talent if you could run with those guys and you should be proud of that. Yeah, and, I mean you sleep well on that one, my yeah, friend. Yeah, you know we that's good uh stuff. growing up like I was I was in Texas in my teenage years and just watching you ride and i mean it was really an honor to get to watch you ride and we're, we're proud of you well thanks man i appreciate that what 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 uh years were uh, your teenage years there i i moved to texas in nine the summer of 91 and i was 15 and i had just started riding racing a little bit and i discovered swan and that's pretty much the only place i rode and i just remember seeing you out there a few times and just 
Anyway, yeah, you and, and Billy Whitley, and, man, got, you just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, El Toro, El Toro. We call Billy El Toro because he, he wanted his nickname to be the Bull. So we we would call. It, we, <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me. We were pulled in the Millville, and this is shortly after uh, Billy wanted to be called. It's a Ford, man. They didn't, hang on, there's a guy talking to me. It's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Ford, man. They, they didn't take any bailout money. No, no, no. It's, it's, I, I got all I'm going to call, man. See ya. You got it, you got it. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. No, that's, that's cool. Hey, Dennis, I don't mean to cut you off, brother, but we're out of time. But we really appreciate you coming on tonight. And, and I would love to have you back on again sometime if you want to because we want to hear some more of these stories. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. That was short and sweet. I appreciate it. Sorry I yammered on so long. No, no no, 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 no. Trust me. We appreciate it. That is uh, – Yeah. That, that we love. I, all of us here are, are sitting here with a big grin on our face. I right. promise. We actually, I, I have an idea that we're talking about maybe trying to get you and Tenny and Billy together and just letting you do a little story time and you guys can ramble on and we can right, cut, well, we can me, cut it into pieces. The, and, let me finish the, uh, let me finish Billy the Bull story. So okay. we're pulling into Millville <laughs> and Jack Yost, if you guys know Jack, he has yeah. no shame. Right. He's standing on, he's standing on the wheel while the hotel died as we're pulling in and sees Billy standing on the, and then Jack Opens the door as we're rolling along. Sam and on hollering out, "Is it the bull?" <laughs> At the top of his lungs. And, and uh, anyway, I'll have was, to text uh, Billy about that later. That's awesome. We've had some good times on the. Uh, Jack and I have been all across the nation, man. But uh, absolutely, thanks for time, guys, for thinking thank of you, me. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis. Look forward to seeing uh, you again soon, buddy. Likewise, guys. Thank thanks, man. Hey, thanks. All right. Yeah, we have got to get him back five, on. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, Louise, five time arena cross awesome champ, Dennis Hawthorne. Wow. Yeah, I could literally we just touches. We didn't even touches. We like, barely got to talk about his arena cross. We, we've got to have him back on. That's no, all there is to no, it. He, I'm sure he would love to come on. And as we, but guys, we're going to go to commercial break, and we're going to come back with Mister Steve Mathis. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Yo, TJ. What's up, man? Do you need an upgrade to your drivetrain? Well, you know I do. Well, man, you need to get it in gear with PMP Sprockets. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't think of that before. But why would I go to PMP Sprockets? Because they have colors for all makes and models. And they even offer sprockets for street bikes. So I can ride my KTM on the street? Yes, TJ. You can ride your KTM on the street. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, if you go to pmpsprockets.com and type in Darkside MX3 at checkout, you'll save some money. How about that? I like saving money. You like saving money? Yeah, this, I like saving money. This podcasting stuff, I'm going broke. I was I was broke before I got here, so and I have no money, so there we go. Hey, Facebook slash PMP Sprockets, check them out online, pmpsprockets.com, or call Kim and the crew and tell them Moto X Pod sent you. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, 
their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. And we're back. Big thanks again. Shock Socks, PMP Sprockets, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. Guys, our next guest is a, uh, is a he's a bit famous, I would believe. He is uh, the inspiration. He's a why, the reason why we do this. Pulpamex is Mr. Steve Mathis. Mathis, what's going on, man? I'm good. How are you guys? I hope I'm not your inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to your show since probably right after you started the Pulpamex show, and uh, it, is, it is the highlight of my week every week. Agreed. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, it uh, started in 2010, and good God, where's the time gone? It's grown a ton, you know. We had Paul Lindsay at first, and then Watson, and then Watson left, and, and we've done rotating co-hosts since then, and man, it's been it's been crazy to see the growth and the progression of it in seven years, you know? It really yeah, it is crazy. It uh, it's, it's changed, but it hasn't changed. To me, it's still the same greatness every week, but uh, I do enjoy the rotating co-hosts, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's good stuff. I, I always say more Kiefer, but, you know. Yeah, I, I miss DV. TJ, I'm the producer here, and I definitely miss DV. you got to get him back in. Yeah, I'm working on it. He, uh, I said, hey, the good news about you getting canned is that uh, more time for the Pulp MX show. No and doubt. he said, why does anybody want to hear from a failed motocross coach? <laughs> and, I, and I said, no, lots of people do. And Absolutely. So we're working on it. Um, he, he also, like, he's divorced, so he had to uh, – watch his kids on Monday nights for a little while, so that took him out of the loop, and then the Craig thing took him out of the loop a little bit, so he's definitely going to be in real soon. Yeah, uh, looking forward yeah, to it. I hate that it took me so long to discover your show, because I, I saw it in Racer X all the time, and I just kind of blew past it. I didn't really know what podcasts were until some buddy of, buddies of mine started doing a Star Wars podcast, and they, I checked it out, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I thought, man, i got to check out this Pulp MX thing, and you know, it's been a year and a half now, and I, I call in every week. So, yeah, it's uh, podcasting's like growing for sure, man. Like, yeah. I find myself listening to a ton of them, uh, just sports related, uh, baseball and hockey and football and stuff. And man, I don't listen to much much radio these days. I just I really love podcasting. It's a nice, um, easy, ca- casual conversation. I discovered Lance Armstrong's got one. Yeah, got some really is- interesting guests on it. Yeah, his um, is good. His is good for sure. Yeah, so like. Man, I'll tell you what, music's not getting played a whole lot uh, for me nowadays. I just, I'm into podcasting. And luckily for me, like, uh, I got into it because I got into podcasting, you know, in 08 or whatever. I was, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And then I'm like, man, I, I want to hear Moto Podcast with Jeff Ward and Rick Johnson and all these guys. And how awesome would that be? And I looked around and nobody was doing one. And I'm like, well, shit, how hard can it be? And <laughs> luckily, like, you know, it was a really good decision by myself. They're profitable for me, and people love them, and, and it's a big part of my business um, and everything else. And I got in at the right time, and I only got in because I wanted to hear David Bailey and, and, sure. and Osho and these guys tell their career stories, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Mathis, speaking of football, what do you think about the Raiders moving to Vegas? Yeah, I've been getting hit up a ton. I'm a Raider <laughs> fan uh, from back in the day. I don't know why. Just growing up in Canada, somehow they were really good, so I liked them or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I've been getting hit up a ton. It's cool, I guess. I mean, honestly, though, like, do you guys go to football games to watch football games? <laughs> yeah, I go to a Cowboy game or two every year. No way. No. Okay, see, I've been to, like, three and I think they suck live. Like they, they, do. they do. There's tons of delays. The traffic is crazy. The seats are crazy. Drunk people everywhere. You can't see the replays. You don't exactly know what's going on. Like I, I, I have a 65 inch uh, plasma, and sure. I really enjoy sitting on my couch and watching football that way. That's like well, how Supercross is now. If you're just a regular Joe Schmo, it's just better I do. To watch. I, enjoy, I enjoy the broadcast more than I do a live race. I disagree. Yeah. Oh, I do. See, TJ and Mark didn't go to Dallas this year because they feel that way, and I, I love being in the pits. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did you sit? <laughs> no, okay, Mark didn't go this year because he acted an ass last year. And because dark, side, dark Side had a press box. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that, is, but, that is not <laughs> sitting down there with Joe Schmoke. I did not know that until I got there. <laughs> Typically, yeah. I'm down in the other seats, and yeah. I, I love being there. I'm a fan, man. I like going and getting autographs. And talking to you know, I'm a Chiz fan, and I, I, I that, I'm like a little kid still. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, it hasn't gotten um, old. You know what? I, I seriously think the TV package um, has been great. The live races have been great, and I think it's it's definitely, in my opinion, cost them ticket sales. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah, wh- why why go when you watch it on TV and you got high def and everything else? But right. unlike a football game, you know, you can only show the the lead so much on a motorcycle. Uh, right. On a motorcycle track, so being there, you can see, you know, which guys are charging, which guys are fading, right. what happened with this guy, who cleaned this guy out. Yeah, that's true. So, I always feel like the dirt bike races are better there, but I don't know, man. Yeah, the high def package might make me rethink it too. So right. How I have a question. So I've been listening to all your stuff, and I've actually listened to almost everything you've done. So I'm starting to kind of get into listening to your hockey podcast, which is super weird because I don't really listen to sports that much, but they're <laughs> they're actually really good. How in God's green earth have you had time to do like 80 of them? I know, right? Uh, it's <laughs> it's so stupid. I started a a privateer island one uh, podcast too this week. Of, yes, or you know, not about a month ago, month two months ago, and I just like, what am I doing? <laughs> right. Stop it! Like, <laughs> stop doing it. But I love it. The hockey ones yeah. are like, like this is a job for me, right? Like all this moto stuff and everything else. It's a way to make a living, and I love it. Don't get me wrong, but there's deadlines and and things to type and things to do, and and sometimes I'm just doing it just like anybody punching the clock. Well, the hockey ones are like sweet. Like I love to do them. I'm passionate about them. Like. They're not making me really any money. I'm, in fact, I'm probably in the hole about five grand a year. Sounds exactly like us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just, I enjoy doing them. I'm really into the sport. I've grown up and, and you know, and uh, loved it. Pleased to play it a lot when I was a kid and uh, still follow the NHL real closely. So um, those are different, man. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, where do you find the time to do all that? But I don't know, man. I'll squeeze those in. I'll find, I'll find right. room for hockey ones. Right on. <laughs> well, Steve, I've got a couple questions lined up that, um, you know, some of the fans were asking, and one of the things I want to know is, you know, we know you're from Canada. What brought your move to the States originally? Why did you decide to move to the States? And how did you get to become a factory mechanic to begin with, or just a mechanic in the pros to begin with? Yeah, I moved to the U.S. because I wanted to be a mechanic. So I wasn't a very good rider. I made pro in Canada, but that doesn't mean much. And I kept getting hurt, and my, there was no future racing. And uh, I had a couple of buddies one guy worked for Tony on radio. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then another guy worked for Kyle Lewis. Uh, 
Uh, yep. They were local Manitoba people uh, that I grew up with. Uh, not great friends of mine, but but definitely uh, good friends, uh, guys that I, you know talked to. And they so they got jobs being mechanics. So I always read all the magazines. Like I'm a huge moto dork, right? And so I went to a couple of races with those guys and hung out with them. And I'm like, like, and this is in '95, and I'm like, I want to do this. I, I got to do this. And the Canadian moto scene was not. It was kind of right when the CMA was going away and the CMRC was coming in, yep. and there was really no teams. Like, like maybe five years after I came to the U.S., guys were uh, full getting jobs in Canada and being on race teams in Canada and making decent money, or decent, quote-unquote. And had I waited five years, that would have been me. But there really was literally no jobs for being a pro mechanic in Canada, so you had to go to the U.S., I knew these couple guys. I hung out with them at some races. And I'm like, yes, I want to do this. I've always worked on my bikes as a kid. Yeah. My dad's a car mechanic, so I can. I'm, I'm like, I was decently prepared, or so I thought, to be a mechanic. And really, that was it. I I I, uh, I, I hooked up with my buddy Shane Drew, who was Lewis's mechanic, and he took me to some races. And uh, I said, hey, I want to. Um, I approached a couple teams about being a mechanic, and, and one of the teams was owned by a guy that used to promote races in uh, North Dakota, so he knew me, Right, and he's like, uh, you're a racer, not a mechanic, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm a mechanic, and um, he <laughs> he said, okay, well, I'll hire you, but you know, I'm not sure, I actually was on the fence about it, and then I said, look, I'll work for free for two weeks, this is 96, and uh, he hired me, and that was it, and then, like I said, I thought I knew how to be a race mechanic, but... Man, I really learned a lot. I realized that I didn't know that much. Right, that's and ballsy. So, and then I literally told my mom, like, she's like, "Well, what are you going to do?" I was twenty, twenty-two or twenty-one, and uh, my mom's like, "What are you going to do uh, for like a, your life?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know, but this is super cool. Uh, I get to <laughs> hang out with, with McGrath and, and you know whatever." Sure. And uh, so I'm going to do this for a summer, and then I'm going to come back and dis- either either go to a trade school or, you know, or I don't know, whatever. And literally, yeah, truck driver or waiter, you know, <laughs> either one. Um, yeah, great, great career advice. She gets so <laughs> mad when I bring that up on the show. She gets so mad whenever I say that to her or when I bring it up on the show or whatever. <laughs> so anyways, um, and so I never went back home. Like, that's really literally the story. Like, I got the job as a mechanic. Uh, it worked out. I finished the year. And I went back home for a little bit, but hooked up with uh, a guy named Ty Birdwell for 97. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of I I sold some furniture in the off-season of my buddy at an Oak <laughs> Furniture Store. And uh, then I got a job with Birdwell, and that was it. I never went home. You know, just that was it. And then I started uh, getting work visas and becoming legal and, and then uh, got getting, getting jobs as mechanics, and, and there we go. Right. Those work visas are, are something else. Uh, my buddy, my buddy yeah. Dave, who's actually he is actually stuck in Canada right now. From that, he worked over here for about eight years. Went went to do his redo his paperwork. I don't know how all that works, but I know this mm-hmm. much. He, that was a year and a half ago. He hadn't been back yet. So, I feel oh wow, pretty, oh, yeah, it's a tough one. But uh, question, uh, Steve, when's the last time you rode a dirt bike, bud? What's that? When is the last time you got on a dirt bike? Oh jeez! Uh, what year is it now? Twenty seventeen. <laughs> I had uh, I rode a bit in fourteen or fifteen. Uh, it's been two, three, four years now. Oh, so wow. I used to have I had a Cali four fifty for a number of years, and I moved to Vegas. And the riding was pretty crappy up here. And I was going to Comp Edge in California a little bit here and there. I raced the World Vets a few times, 
But it really got to be so much work to go riding on crappy tracks. Right. Sold the bike and uh, never, ever got a new one. Um, I was on a Team Green program where I was like, I was like a factory superstar. I was paid, uh, <laughs> I paid like 3500 bucks for this Cowie 450. And then I was supposed to get another one. And then I got clipped off the program. And then I sold the bike already. And then I got clipped off the program. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to pay like six grand. Or whatever right. it was. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you don't even throw a leg over those, those project bikes you build at all? Um, like, no, no, I, uh, well, I mean, I obviously broke it in and wrote it on my street. Yeah, but I meant, and like, wrote it, I meant like, you know, on the street. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. No, no, never did. I, I, well, for one, I didn't, I wanted to be perfect for photos and for the rider who, who's getting on it, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I thought about taking it out, because there's a decent riding area, it's an open riding area, about 20 minutes from my house, and you can make a little sand track, it's whooped out, I used to go there once in a while, it's legal to ride there. And I thought about, hey, I should take one of the project bikes, and my gear still is good and everything else, and um, I should go riding. And I'm like, no, because then I, for when Batasevich or Diamond show up, this thing's going to be scuffed up. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. so, so that was my plan. And then, um, yeah, so I never, never really rode them. Wow. So, all right, um, I'm going to sort of steal one of your uh, segments a little bit, your, your Tweets at Travis style thing. And I asked some of your fans who follow me some, to ask you some questions. I'll try, to uh-huh. do, I'll try to do these quick because I know you don't want to be on here all night. Um, so, okay, at Willow6285 wants to know percent pie of seeing Pulp still in the media business because you joke about not being in it in 2020. Oh, uh, 2020. Three years. I mean, I'll go 30%. 30%. Holy cow. You're going to break my heart. You're breaking, heart. Heart, you're breaking oh DJ's heart over here, Matt. That's crazy. That's three years from now. Do I want to still be doing this three years from now? Would I rather? I mean, I think I would always be doing podcasts or something because I enjoy that, you right. know, but the travel. I don't see myself going to the races and being like this full-time media guy. But then again, what the hell else am I going to do? <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Maybe this hockey thing gets somewhere. Like I have explored it a little bit, you know, right. um, talk to some guys and, and, you know, I can still write and, and I follow the sports. So maybe there's something in hockey. I mean, I doubt it. It's just like trying to break into moto, right? Sure. But who knows? You never know. But uh, let's go 30%. If if I'm still doing it, you have permission to, to, you know, make fun of me. All right. All right. At Motoscrog755 wants to know, how do you not take it personal when a rider blows you out or blocks you, talks crap, et cetera? Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's part of the, it's part of the job, man. Like, you know, being, uh, look, I'm not, I don't have a journalism degree. I didn't go to college for it. As Coy Gibbs will remind me over and over, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, in a sense, a journalist, and I'm using that term loosely, uh, Coy, but a journalist has to, has to have thick skin, man. Like you sure. have to, you want to tell the truth. You want to offer up opinion. Well, these are things that are going to have to happen. Um, you know, it's refreshing to me to, to, you know, see guys that didn't like me and martin marty davalos came on the show yep. and josh hansen who, who hated my guts has come on and um i'm sure there's some other guys that you know just aren't fans that, that have talked to me or blows okay sure why blows still hates <laughs> I, me. I don't I get know. the blows thing at all i don't i don't feel like he that was he, no, 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 it, no. It, it's, it's dumb it's dumb the, the, well, the, i would have blows on he's never reached out to me i would have him on in a second he's never reached out to me to say anything and besides the fact if anybody goes back and listens to him on my shows, he's really not that thrilling. Oh. It's not like, <laughs> right. it's not a guy that you're like, you know, hey, like I got to get that guy on. Like he's right. so good. 
Yeah. And no offense, it's just the way his personality is. Sure. It doesn't mean he's yeah, a, for sure. I'm not calling him an asshole or anything. He's just muted, self-stated, or self-muted, uh, 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 I don't know the word I was going to say, but, yeah. you know, so whatever. Um, so, I, you know what, it comes with the territory. Like, I truly, and this could be, this could be completely, like, wrong and a crazy thought, but I truly don't think I've written anything or said anything for those guys to be that mad at me. I'm right. commenting on their dirt bike riding, you know, their, 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 the, the results they're getting on the track, their professional athlete. If I had said, like, oh, man, I heard that guy's cheating on his chick, or, right. hey, that, guy's, that guy uh, got caught with a mound of cocaine, or, or this guy's uh, drinking daily, anything like that is outside the track. It's a little personal. And if a guy said, you know what, screw Mathis, I'm done with him, then I 100% get that. I say but for me, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, just for me, I look at what I wrote and said, and I'm like, whatever, bro, the problem is on your end. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I right. just, just, 100% 20. the reason why that Marty Davalos came on is because of how you handled that, where other media outlets were saying crap. You took the high road, and I think that made a big difference. Well, it's not personal, though, right? Yeah, right. I, look, people people were hitting me up about, right. oh, look at this, send news, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Like, no, I'm not going to do any of that. I even told Swiss Corps, like, hey, who works for me? I'm like, hey, can you back it down a little bit? You're free to do whatever you want, but, yeah. you know, you're sort of associated with Pulp. It's not personal. It's never been personal. That's a really shitty thing that happened to him. And he's to blame for it. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't innocent. But I'm not going to pile on with that. It's never been personal for me. Right. It never will be. Yeah, um, yeah, it has nothing to do with know, motocross. Yeah, exactly. I, I stick to the track stuff. And, yeah. and, you know, and, other, and, you know, if you want to talk about rumors and things like that and you know, about how I don't stick to the track, well, Generally, anything I ride is pretty innocent, and it's about you're switching teams or you're, you're doing this to your bike or yeah, or, or it's, whatever. Or it's, it's funny how that buds. stuff comes to fruition after you say it too most of the time. So I don't know <laughs> what they're pissed about, you know? Oh yeah, no, you know what? So whatever, like it doesn't bother me. Like this is yeah. 20 years in the pits for me. Yeah, I've uh, seen a lot of Andersons come and go, and sure. Barshas come and go, and I'll be okay if they don't like me, and they'll be okay right. if they don't talk to the Tubby Media guy, and we'll all go <laughs> on like. I don't know what you guys do, but I'm sure there's people that you don't get along with at your work or whatever. Oh, absolutely like, sure. I feel like these no. riders, had, had, if they were basketball players or football players, they, they'd really have the media to deal with because then they're, then they're broadcasting every bit of your life on ESPN or, yeah. or whatever news, news yeah. outlet it is. These guys don't really know what that's about. They're, I don't know coddled. How they, and I don't know no. how they would handle it because seeing how they handle stuff that's already true getting out, you know, right. I mean, yeah. Well, by and large, look, a lot of the other media guys are my friends, but let's face it, who's doing the things that I'm doing? Not too many people. They just don't want to do it. They want to be at the races. They want to be, they want to have fun. They want to sure. send their favorite rider photos uh, of themselves, and, and they're just, it's easier that way. It's an easy road, and I don't blame anybody for taking it, um, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I don't like, you know, again, I follow hockey, right, really closely, and I follow baseball and football. I will not read, like, just some game story uh, about what happened in some game. I want to read a guy who was there that said, this player is performing amazingly, and here's why. Right. This yeah. guy is struggling, and here's why. Here's what's going on with this guy. I want to read that kind of column, exactly. you know, about the game. Yeah. So th that's all I try to do. All right, I got a few more. Um, double, yeah, no problem. Double Clutch 706, why is Fairy God... Why I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, right. he's Tim Ferry. No, you know what? I, look, that that's a funny thing. Like, I play it up. I worked sure. for him for 
for, for five years. Uh, you know, five out of my 11 years. So, right. obviously, we became good friends. Um, he's a real – I've seen him when he was down and out, when we were out of a box van, no lean Yamaha, no one would help him. And, I, and I've seen him when he was, you know, one of the five best riders in the world. Um, and I think that's a fair statement when you look at, you know, his peak. Oh, yeah. For sure. the guy, yeah, definitely. The guy never changed. He never changed. He was the same guy. He was a privateer for a long time when he came in. He came out of Loretta Lynn's as the winningest amateur rider of all time, and he didn't get a ride. Rode for Rossini Racing for rode for them for a couple of years, and um, the guy never changed. He was a real genuine nice guy. I saw him. I've always seen him treat people with a lot of respect, and and a lot of guys don't do that, you know. So yeah. he was on the bottom, and he was on the top. He was the same dude, and he's a good friend of mine. So yeah, I just. I play that up a little bit, sure but you, you know do. what? I, I do mean it as far as like he's a good dude. Right. So that leads me to my next question: House Fire. You get you get to pick. There's two people in there. You can only get one of them. Tim Ferry or Rollerball. This is, this is, you're, you're doing me. You're doing my thing to that's me. It. Oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> I had to, man. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist though. Parabinos. Paul Parabinos gets so mad when I'm like, "Hey, Wilson Weimer." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. one, now you know how you it is. Let one, he, you gotta let one die. He gets so <laughs> mad at me. Um, no, I say fairy. Yeah, rollerballs. I mean, you know, rollerballs. He's a good dude, but he does. I don't have a relationship with him that I do right, with Timmy. Right. Rollerballs right. liable to get out of the fire anyways. I hear he was quite a rough customer. So right, yeah, so I, I yeah, got, he was. I got three more for you, real quick. Um, Bob from Omaha wants to know why all the blocks. Apparently, you blocked him. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why? You, um, do you remember why you blocked him? He is unblocked now. He. Yep. Uh, Bob's really witty on Twitter, and right. um, he's made fun of Van Halen and uh, Cabo Wabo <laughs> and uh, my, my truck. And um, the final straw for me was he he said somebody was complaining about not getting the, the new Pulp Show in their feed, and Bob said, uh, I keep getting these Pulp Hockey ones that I wish didn't work or something. <laughs> oh, and uh, that was it. Uh, yeah. That was it, Bob. <laughs> See you, Bob. Final... <laughs> but he's... He's back unblocked again. Yeah, he so, had me uh, blocked, and and I don't even like I didn't even know who he was, but I kept seeing his name pop up in other people's tweets. But then I would go to look at him, and I couldn't see him, and I was like, somebody asked this dude why I'm blocked, yeah. right. and he didn't know. It, it's uh, it's the third or fourth time I blocked him. I usually <laughs> he texts me. He somehow has got my number. Oh, nice. I think from Moser. He's right. buddies with Moser. <laughs> Not like Moser, they they've never met, but Moser's got all these jerky super fan right. numbers in his phone. And so they talked, and somehow Moser gave him my number, and he texts me, and he's just like, uh, sure, wish I could see my favorite media guy tweets. And I'm just like, nope. Nope. I said, you've got to pay for what you've done. And he's just like, oh, come on. So, but he's amazing. You've got to learn those lessons. He's back. Uh, All right, so um, a Travis Marks wants to know when the app's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I will, uh, let me ask another guy named Travis Marks. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that 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 uh, he did such a great job on it, but it's been such it's been frustrating and oh, man, uh, just things... accounting for all the different platforms, sure. of phones, on all the different operating systems people have, and and everything else. So well, uh, we're working you've on. You've had it, a lot and, of technological uh, issues like in the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> right, it's so. this thing is gr- this thing is growing and it's, it's giving me an ulcer. You know, it's just yeah. it's, the pulp pulp thing is growing, and I I, I got to figure something out here to help our listeners and. <laughs> fix everything and it's like we fix one thing another thing happens and uh, well, some of them get so upset i think they need therapy when yeah. stuff goes wrong i really do yeah well that's a good thing though i guess in a way right people people want the show so bad yeah. and 
and this and that. So I think yeah. I told um, you at Dallas, you got to quit letting that stuff get to you, man, because those people are going to complain no matter what. And you do so much for us. And for us, most for the most part, it's free, you know, unless you want to buy the app yeah. or, or I do, bought the app or I do the Patreon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, a, it yeah. was easy I do the Patreon thing, but for, for the most part, it's free. So that people should shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I was listening. Yeah. I was listening yeah. to all those emails that you had that people yeah, were complaining, and I was sitting there thinking, Mark, our our host here would not handle it that well. No, there would have been f bombs <laughs> flying. There would have been all kinds of stuff. So you did a great job. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of people who complain. Yeah. So, but right. uh, I got one. Uh, you know. It's 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 too bad. Like I don't understand people. Like, I mean, there's things that I don't like either. But I'm never gonna write it. I'm not. I'm not. It's not worth my time to stop and write an email. It's just not. Right. Just, no, yeah. You know, I'll just adapt and figure it out, or I'll or I'll or I'll stop listening to something or stop reading something. Yeah. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that writes emails in to complain. But I yeah. guess it's a good thing people. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's motocross uh, podcasts and shows that you know no nobody gets any hate mail from, and so. <laughs> Nah, maybe maybe getting hate mail is good in that way. I don't know. Yeah, That's what Pookie sure. told me. To. I got my first troll the other day on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, oh, there first you go. Twitter troll. Yeah. So, All right, I got right. one more, and this is from Kiefer. He actually emailed me, and he said, "Ask uh, about about your quote unquote rock and how he's always there for you emotionally, physically, and spiritually." Yes. Well, <laughs> what happened was somebody got really mad at me at a race, a rider did, or something, or on or on social media. And I, we're, I'm in a group text, Pookie and Kiefer and Heather Kiefer. We're all in a, four of us are in a group text. And I wrote, hey, Kiefer, if this guy kills me, you have to look after Pookie. <laughs> and uh, oh. he, he, he proceeded to, you know, write some X-rated things. But sure. then he said, you know, I'll be there for you. I'm your rock. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then that, it, it went from there. And then he's, you know, he's been saying it all the time. So this lit kit and best dress thing, he's just like, yeah, yeah. He's like, am I still your rock? And I'm like, well, you know, you're kind of dealing our thunder. So. Hey, yeah. you, you said the lit kit thing. Real quick, i got to clear this up. So if everybody's calling their riding gear their kit, is it? why do they not call it their kit bag? Their gear bag? Yeah. Their gear bag. <laughs> That's you a give, good point. Give it time, it will. No, yeah. I hope yeah. not. I uh, hope not. God. Dude, I'm, uh, I'm, old like, I'm old like you. I'm going best dressed, man. Yeah, yeah, best dressed. No, I know. <laughs> I get it because, you know, yeah, I'm old too. But except here's the thing. Uh, the South Africans... The Europeans, uh, they ca- they've been calling gear kit yeah. forever. Like mm-hmm. that's a legit term. Sure. Like we're, yep. I gotta get I gotta get into my kit. So it's it's a legit term in other countries for gear. It's not you know lit fam. Right. You know, we right. went into, we were all of that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. something that's a little. That's something that's a little. You know, my son says stuff like young. that. Yeah. Lit but fam, the, the yeah. I feel like the the lit kit. Uh, it's kit is just a word being brought into North America. I agree. I, I like uh, setup, which I see Kiefer say that a lot. I like yeah, setup. Setup's cool. Yeah, that yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what? Hey, <laughs> again, like whatever. Who cares? Sure. People dig it, and that's all that matters. And I personally have one last question. I was looking at uh, Racer X today, and this has bothered me before in the uh, DMXS Bytes page. Why mm-hmm. do they run it as I think it's the best MX podcast or the top MX podcast? That I don't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it up with Racer X. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think honestly, I think they called themselves that. So oh, there we yeah. go. Okay, uh, yeah. you guys, you guys should call yourself the greatest podcast, motocross <laughs> podcast out there. Yeah. I mean, I I said it. I said it. You know, this is the best Monday night live Monday night motocross podcast out there. Oh, absolutely! You know, yeah. and, so. I, I tell my youngest son, I'm like, you're my favorite youngest son, right? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. I, I, 
Yeah, I mean, whatever. Hey, the, 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 whatever. Those guys, they were doing it, you know, a long time before me. But when I started Pulp Show, one of my criteria was I, I don't want to do DMXS. Like, I like those guys. Uh, David and Kevin are, are, are good dudes. Yep. But I'm not doing a show like that because they do it. So, yeah. okay, they don't take calls, boom, I'm going to take calls. They don't uh, have segments, uh, I'm going to have segments. Um, you know, so I tried to make it as as different as I could from DMXS, and that was on purpose. That was because I didn't want to, uh, I want to do my own thing, you know. Uh, my wife's a big Howard Stern fan, yeah. and so I listen, I'm trapped to listen here and hey there. Now. Uh, I like it, I enjoy it, but nowhere near what she does. And I always thought, like, what if we could bring this Stern show to uh, to Moto? You yeah, know, yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, we've tried to do some of it, you know. So, yeah. well, I, I feel like the Kiefer After Dark segment fits well with that. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. People have been there's some pissed off people about that segment, but you know what? I don't care. Like, I had a, I had one of my advertisers say, "Hey, like, did you not do that, or do you have to do that?" And I and I was like, "Do you want your money back?" Like right. we're doing it. Like we're not going to do it. We're not doing it every single show. It's not going to take an hour. You know what I mean? It's not going to be this massive focal point for this for this sex talk. But we are going to take twenty, thirty minutes, change a subject related to moto, have some laughs for uh, something that everybody you know likes to talk about or likes to think about or whatever. And that's it. That's the bottom line. And we're only going to do it, you know when Kiefer's in. Right. And I I apologize to the guy and I said, look, I'll prorate you and I'll. I'll write you a check back or, or, you know, from whatever I owe you from here. And, and they were like, no, 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 that's okay, whatever. They just weren't fans of it. And I get that. Sure. But, man, I think I think the majority of people like it. We don't do it all the time. Yeah. It's very rare. Oh, I love it. And it's fine. It's a change of pace. There's a reason Stern has been the number one radio guy for 40 or 30-something years. And he had the number one movie and the number one book and the number one soundtrack all at one time because – he knows what yeah, he's doing. Yeah. He's smart. He he is not that guy in real life so much. He knows what he's no. doing. Well, you know, you you've actually officially made it as famous because you have people who make a podcast because you inspire them. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you're officially famous. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> when you say janky I mean, radio show, we have a janky show. I yes, promise. Yes, you have. Yeah, <laughs> I told you that at Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Like people are asking me, and people ask me about the Daniel Blair thing and DMXS over the years have come up and everything else. And like, whatever. I mean, do I want to have the best one? Yes, absolutely. Uh, do I, you know, do I hold it against people who are starting a podcast? No, not at all. Right. I don't own podcasting. I didn't start it. I didn't invent it. So whatever, you know what I mean? I'm doing great with all of my stuff and, and it's working and so yeah, I want to be the best one, but I that's that's, that's as far as I go. Like, you whatever. definitely have you know, the best work, one, sir. You yeah. definitely have the We best work hard one. at it, you know. We work hard at it. We spend a lot of money, like every guest that comes in gets 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 paid for their time. Uh Mark Stogg, big fifty percent raise for Mark nice. Stogg this year because he killed it. Travis is good um, people, man. He's a Yeah, he is. He's, he's a, a good, good dude. He's, he's been great for the show. Um and so you know, like I feel like, hey, we're we're doing our thing and yeah. and whatever. I I guess if somebody if somebody started a moto show and went live on Monday nights, I might be like, really? Yeah, that would not be But then I'll be like, cool. okay, well we're gonna kick their ass. You know right, I mean? so. right. Yeah. Well, I personally, you know, I've sent you emails and talked to you in person. And you know how appreciative I am of your show and what it means to me. Um, I appreciate your honesty and how you treat everybody. Like you do not, from what I gather, you do not bullshit people. You don't. Uh, you know, play favorites. I just, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me, man, because it really has changed the sport for me because of guys like 
the Seven Deuce Deuce or Cade Clayson, or, you know, people that I would have never mm-hmm. really paid attention to. It's opened up a whole nother level of enjoyment in the racing for me. And I, I greatly appreciate you coming on here tonight. You did not have to. And I was quite surprised when you emailed me back and said you would. I didn't believe him when he told me, Steve. <laughs> I didn't believe him. I was like, no, nah, you're lying. But... No, that's fine. No, Dark Side's bought, Dark Side's literally bought from every single sponsor of ours. So the least I can do is if he asks hey, me on a podcast, I, I can this, support him that way. I've said this on the air, man. When somebody helps me out, like Fly has, and JT personally helps me with stuff, man, X brand and Rich Taylor, that, that means a lot to me because I'm nobody. I don't go out and win championships. I'm not bringing people by the masses to the product. So them willing to help me, are you letting me be on the air and having a few minutes of fun is I tell you what though, it, it Jamie, means a lot. you may not be bringing them by the masses <laughs> of the product, but you're definitely good at promoting them. So yeah, you need to stick true. with that. That's a good deal. You know? Yeah, my uh my chick was making fun of me at Dallas because Mathis, you may not believe this or not, but there was a lot of people that would be walking through them and be like, Dark side and I don't know who they were. They just knew me from the pulp show. You know, I they I guess they recognized pictures and People would talk yeah. to me about my, you know, I was wearing a pulp shirt, of course, and guys in the elevator. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, I guess I do have a little bit of a fan base, which is weird to say, but it's it's funny. And, I I mean, I don't know. I love it. I, I just really appreciate yeah, you. Uh, Raining Yellow, also yeah. the same way. Raining yeah, yeah. Yellow, people, he says people, you know, all the time come up to him, are you, are you Raining Yellow? And I, I think he thinks they may want to punch him. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well... He, he says it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really like I, I've always said, man. It's unbelievable well, he, how big it's grown, how sure. how how cool it is that everyone you know and um, has that kind of stuff happen to them. And and I and again, like I, I mean, I started the thing, and sure, okay, I'm a driving force behind it, but it's really it's a small. I'm a small part of it compared to the co-hosts, the yeah. people that come on. You know what I mean? Like it, it's been super cool to sort of have all these different people from all these different spots in the industry and come on and talk about it. And one guy's a mechanic and one guy works for get data and one guy's a rider and like whatever Wharton was in last night. Like that's the magic of the show. It's not me. It's not anything else. It's everybody that does it. And all the callers that call in that, you know, we all feel like we know you guys and we hang up on raining yellow and dark (laughs) side tells us about his latest purchases (laughs) and how he's doing and and, like, you know what I mean? Like that's all part of it. That's, yeah, that's it, you know. So I think that that part's pretty cool. I agree. I'm going for a pulpit this year, man. I want uh, you to know. Well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we should have had you. You didn't get in, right? No, uh, no. That... Mark's. Uh, yeah. he, he mentioned it on the pulpy show, and I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't have those. Yeah. Like, I don't expect anything, man. I just if if only we had spent more than say a minute and a half debating everything in those categories, <laughs> we might have actually been like, you know, figured it out yeah. and been like, hey, wait a minute. You know, like, this guy was really good in January or February, but we forgot. And we <laughs> right, like, hey, sure. That. Yeah. It, it's it, all good. Yeah. We, we got to do better at it. No. Well, Steve, I tell you what, we really – I can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on here tonight, buddy. And uh, just keep up the great work you're doing, and uh, we love it. And uh, thanks again, man. Yep. Yeah, no problem. Good luck with everything, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll see you around. Thank you for, for listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. All right. See you guys. See you, man. Steve Mathis, ladies and gentlemen. I yeah. think, hey, guys. Awesome. I'm I can die a happy ahead. man. Now, I, yeah, I think I'm going to give you my retirement notice now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get much better. No. You, you can't top that one. I mean, you? you know, if we could get Chiz on, that would be about equal for me. Really? I, you know, I love Chiz. So, yeah, yeah. I'm a, that's my guy. Um, maybe McGrath. I yeah. think McGrath would be the <laughs> only one. That'd maybe. be the only one maybe. you could get. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so. I'm a Mathis. I'm a big Mathis fan. Dude, so. I love Pulpin Max. I love, you know. 
but speaking of buying for sponsors, I ordered some plastic for my 450 through BTO the yep, other day. Yep, I've been yeah. buying their stuff for years, yep. and man, I can't. And I would have never known about them without the pulp maker. Right. I'm sure I'd have found out eventually. Yeah, yeah. I knew of them, but I didn't use them. I used other people. Yeah, for I sure. Think, like Motorsport. So. Dot com well, or you whatever. can't go anywhere because we still have many guests lined up for weeks to come. So yeah, you got to stay here, darling. Oh right? yeah, I was just yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah I'm he's just kidding. Saying. But uh, <laughs> man, I don't know that we could top this show for a while. It's between Hawthorne and Mathis. Dude, we got to get Hawthorne back on. We've got to get him back on. So you should get. Uh, you should uh, mention maybe Mathis to do a podcast with him. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be good. I think he because Steve wanted, can break it down. Really, sure. I don't think he has. No. He might have been on the Pulp Show one time, but I don't think Seems he's like done a podcast with him. Man, I, I want to say he mentioned doing one with him once, but I may be wrong. Yeah, well, you can um, look at it on the app. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah, um, iTunes, whatever. Hey, and before know. we go, um, so we're giving away a pair of shock socks tonight. So if you're listening. Um, again, we, we we didn't prepare for this. Do we have a trivia we never, question? We never prepare we for do this. Have a How about this? Where where did Moto Mark and TJ? race this past weekend we talked yeah. about it at the Woo. beginning of the show am i moto mark what now was the name? No, muscle mark. did i say moto mark muscle, muscle mark, mark. Man, muscle. yeah, yeah. yeah that's you actually gimmick. motoed this weekend yeah yes. moto this weekend. muscle mark my bad yeah. sorry i don't well, yeah. i didn't know I, I was just wondering if i was getting a new nickname i was like well you don't have you know. any muscles anymore i mean maybe you do just under all that <laughs> i had to look at myself like what the fuck you doing right. uh, <laughs> what was the name of the track they raced at you guys uh, hit us up on our our twitter or our facebook page Give us the answer. We'll put them all in a hat, and we will announce a winner at the end of the week. Guys, you need a pair of shock, shock socks, socks on dude. your forks. They're get so them. Good. They and, are legit. And you can get them from Broadway Power Sports. Yeah. Broadway yes, Power Sports Tyler, Texas, can set you up with some shock yep. socks. Go in there. Tell them Moto X Pod Show sent you. Call PMP Sprockets. Call you know Kim and the crew over there. Tell them Moto X Pod sent you. Type in Dark Side MX3 and check out for a, for a nice discount. And... Uh, Special thanks to Dennis Hawthorne and Mr. Steve Mathis. Thanks, TJ. Appreciate you, buddy. Right. Dark side. It was Absolutely. fun, man. Great Enjoyed night. it. Yeah. Guys, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week.